0: All right, what's going on guys? We have a a very amazing guest today. He's an author. Uh, He works in the construction industries behind the desk, unlike most of us out here doing the labor work. Um, Very intelligent man, hypnotist. Uh, I'm very honored to have him on the show. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, Giuseppe Filotto, also known as De Kurgan on YouTube. How are you doing today, brother? Good.
1: Thank you very much. That was a pretty awesome introduction. I'm feeling a bit shy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, thank you. It's an honor to have you, brother. It's always an honor to have someone who speaks truth here on the channel. No, thank, uh, you. thank you. So uh, well, my background for what I do is uh, um, I was a gang member for many years. The neighborhood I grew up in was once Catholic, one church, one community. Um, the Mexican community I grew up in has been here since Mexico uh, was California, was Mexico. And, you know, through segregation, we've seen marriage rates were a lot higher. Um, families were tra- traditional. Everybody went to church. Now, something happened, something went wrong around the time my grandfather came back from Vietnam. Um, I was born to a single-parent household, and I went down the wrong path of, of Satanism pretty much through the streets. I had no father figure, no guidance. And I ended up in prison, and I, I came to Christ in the most evil circumstances. And I was kind of sitting there wondering, well, how did all this happen? And I started to look back. And when I came home, there was only washed-down Protestantism, you know, where no one really takes it serious. You just show up once a week, and that's about it. You give your money, and you're on your way. So what I wanted to ask you about is uh, what is – A lot of people have bad judgments on the Catholic Church. What would you say to someone who thinks Novus Orco is the real church? Well,
1: okay, so I'm not sure where to start really, but I'm going to try and keep it short and simple. Uh, Basically, what happened, that's kind of why I wrote this, you know, that I know it's a very short book. It's like 98 pages. You can get it on Kindle as well. And it explains quite a lot of stuff. But basically, what happened is. the Catholic Church got infiltrated and taken over. And it was a Freemasonic plot that basically took place in Europe and it started like in the 1700s. Um, and there's going to be a lot more detail. I'm busy making a documentary uh, on the real Catholic Church. But basically what happened is the Freemasons took over and infiltrated the Catholic Church to the point that by 1958, uh, when the last legitimate Pope died, uh, Pius XII, From the 28th of October, 1958 until today, we have not had a legitimate pope. There is one potential pope that might have been legitimate, but he only lasted 30 days before he died. 33 days, something like that. And there's some question as to whether he died or was killed. But every pope since then has been an apostate, has been a complete um, non-Catholic. Now, the proof of this is, is really quite simple to mention and on my channel it's video number one it's the video that it's 10 minutes Um, basically in brief what happened is the catholic church was aware that there was this infiltration of marxists freemasons predatory homosexuals and so on now what, what a lot of people don't know about the catholic church is is volumes because everything that people your age or even my age i'm 50 years old but people my age know anything about the real catholic church because we were born after 1958 we were born into this like novus orco stuff i call it novus orco obviously it's a play on words on novus ordo novus ordo is latin for the new order the new mass which is an abomination um you know the catholic church used to have a latin mass that was the same throughout the world so if you're a catholic and you went on holiday in vietnam You could go to a Catholic church there, and the service would be exactly the same as it was in Rome, or Moscow, or China, or anywhere else. Um, Part of the reason that the infiltration changed it to Novos Orco, you know, is because they wanted to destroy that. If you have a communal, you know, an identical mass throughout the world, that unites people. You know, you're living across the world from me. but. If I come to whatever Southern California and I go to the church where you're at and you do the same Latin mass I do, I get in there. I do the Latin mass. I understand what's going on. I'm, I'm following all the way through. We're brothers. You don't know me from a bar of soap, and I don't know you from a bar of soap, but it doesn't matter because we both know everybody in this room believes the same, you know, that's a very powerful thing. And that is partly, um, you know, I'll, I'll, give it, I'll get into, I'll got on to this. But anyway, to, to answer your questions to what happened, what happened is there was this infiltration. The the clerics of the Catholic Church were aware of this. Pius XII was aware of this. And even back to Pius X. So to Vatican I, one of the problems that a lot of Protestants have with the Catholic Church is they say, oh, but Vatican I said that the Pope is infallible. Now, yeah, that's what happened in Vatican I, but really it was just the Pope that said that and most of his cardinals didn't actually ratify or agree with it. This was because he knew, he understood what was happening and he was like, shit, I better hold the line. So he just basically tried to say, no, what I say goes and is the law to try and block it off. Um, but, you know, he didn't dramatically change any of the other sort of important things. Now, after Pius XII, and, and be, or rather before pastor 12 died he also wrote a couple of um uh, encyclicals where he if you read the encyclical that i think it was 1905 that he wrote it i can't remember exactly and i can't remember the name of it but um it's if you go to canon 188.com on the about page there are links there and it's one of the links in there if you read that thing now it was written you know like 100 years ago or more, and it reads, like if it was written yesterday, about the problems that the church is facing, like the infiltration by, again, right, the homosexual, transgenderism, all the crap that we're like dealing with now. They knew it was coming. So what they did, um, they, uh, they essentially ordered, you know, before this, they ordered a, um, a compilation of all the church rules. And they created a code of canon law, which is called the Code of Canon Law of 1917, and is known as the Pio Benedictine Code of Canon Law, because it was started by uh, Pius, I think the 10th, and it was finished off by the next pope, because, you know, the one pope died in between, and the other one carried on. So in 1917, we had a code of canon law that described, defined, what are the rules of the Catholic Church, and so on. In this code of canon law, and by the way, I didn't figure this out by reading blogs or anything. I figured this out by buying the code of canon law and researching it. Because I started to like research the church, you know, when I had this experience that made me see there is a God. And then it was like, okay, which God? Okay, Christian God seems to fit. Now, which Christian God, you know? And so digging into this, Canon 188, part four, basically says that... um, and again, if you go to canon188.com, it's all there, all the links, the exact wording, because I'm paraphrasing now, but it's correct. Canon 188 says that a cleric, regardless of you know whether he's a bishop or a priest, and another thing that most people don't know, in the Catholic Church, you only have bishops and priests. You don't have, you know, cardinal, pope. These are just uh, names for worldly offices. But... You know the Pope is just a bishop like any other bishop now he just happens to be the Pope because you have to have a hierarchy because we do live in the world and in the world you need a hierarchy to get things sorted out and by the way heaven is the same you know you've got a hierarchy of angels archangels carabines whatever and again you know saints you've got an order of saints like martyrs in my opinion are above warriors and so on so hierarchy there's nothing wrong with that you know heaven is a kingdom You've got to guy go at the top, and everything flows from there. So you've got to have a hierarchy in the sort of material world, but you know, we live in the world, we're not of it. And the thing is, any cleric of any status automatically loses their office, vacates their office, is the exact words, is vacates their office. If they do any of these eight things, which are listed under Canon 188, now, number four is if they publicly defect from the Catholic faith. So what does that mean? If a pope, a bishop, a priest stands on the pulpit and says, I am no longer Catholic, I'm not going to be whatever, he automatically loses his office. Now, there's a very important distinction here, which a French Benedictine monk actually laid out in, in French in what is called the Cassica, Cassi I don't know how to pronounce it. It's Cassi Chassum theory, I think, or Cassi Chassum um, statement because it was written in a, in a, um, in a publication called Cassie but anyway and what this friar essentially said is he said look you out the law itself makes you vacate the office in other words you you don't need anybody to ratify it there is no other bishops there's no conclave of people that need to come together and agree that oh no you're no longer Catholic and you vacated your office the law itself makes you vacate the office now this is very important and it's also very logical because it makes absolute sense that if a guy you know goes on a pulpit and says i'm not a satanist but i'm going to hold on to the office because i can well do you really need a bunch of people to tell you oh no he's no longer a genuine bishop no it's common sense right it's it's very clear so that canon law essentially states if you are a no longer Catholic, then duh, you lose the office and nobody needs to say anything. Now, what the French Benedictine monk uh, clarified is, yeah, you lose the office. Now, you might hold on to the office materially. In other words, you can hold on with your tooth and nail and say, no, I'm going to keep my office. I don't care. You know, it's not proven that I'm a Satanist or whatever, but it doesn't matter. You're holding on to the worldly office, but you've vacated the spiritual office. So you therefore have no longer any of the standing of an official cleric of the Catholic Church. This is extremely important because what does this mean? It means that people who have publicly defected from the Catholic faith are not valid Catholic clerics. Now, this applies to every pope since 1958 on. And I'm saying since 1958, but there's a technical reason, if you're charitable, you might want to say only from 1965. I'll, I'll come to why that is. But, so what does it mean? Why am I saying all these guys have, you know, you know Bergoglio hasn't actually stood in a pulpit and said I'm a Satanist. He might as well have had, because all the crap he's got up to, you know, it's just, I mean, he's literally walking around with a satanic stank given to him by two lesbians. It's, it, it's it's not. I'm not. I'm not kidding. I'm not making this up. You know, there's pictures of the guy. He just did the uh, the synod on the Amazon, and he had special clothes made with a pedophile symbol all around his neck. You know, the pedophile symbol that the have. It's like a triangle with like a spiral triangle. It's all over. This was specially made for the Amazon synod, right? Where they're trying to change it so that you're going to have women priests and priests can get married and all that crap. You know, all the Protestantism that. Got infected into Vatican II, and we'll come to that in a second. But so why am I saying all these guys are not valid cleric? because of Vatican II? Now, Vatican II is a, 16 documents that came out between 1963 and 1965, and you can get them online. Again, if you go to canon188.com on the about page, it's got all the links to all the stuff, so you can dig into it deep for yourself. You don't have to believe me. You know, there's there's links to the original documents and so on. Every one of these 16 documents is completely heretical. And at the about page in canon188.com, there's actually a link to a discussion on the heresies of Vatican II, and it's brilliant. It's actually funny. It's about 16 pages printed, so it's not hugely long. But some of it is, is – it just made me burst out laughing when I first came across it and read it. Like One of the things that, that I remember was um, – I'm just going to try and remember – it's in, it's in the book Believe anyway, it's in there, but um, it's something like, um, in the Vatican II document said that, oh, it's okay to pray with the other people who are not Catholic and everybody's religion is valid, you know, just complete ecumenism that has never stood in the Catholic Church. It's like, either you're Catholic or you're out, <laughs> you know, it's like, you don't assume that Islam is valid or Buddhism or whatever, you know. And, and yet they tried to change this and many, many other things, complete heresies. And in one of the things, it was like our judgment of this is the same as our, Lord, our, our lords when he came across apostates and people that are like, you know, were unbelievers and whatever. Unrestrained loathing.
0: <laughs>
1: I just thought that was brilliant. So anyway, you can see all the heresies of Vatican II. Like I said, Vatican II were 16 documents that came out between 1963 and 1965. Now, if you're a priest of the Catholic Church, you should know the basics of the Catholic Church. I'm not a priest, I wasn't even a Christian, I wasn't even baptized, I wasn't even a Catholic, and I went to look all this stuff up, and I read up, and it's not hard to find, and I figured all this out. Now, if you're gonna be a priest of the Catholic Church, are you telling me that you shouldn't know what Vatican II was about? Of course you would know, of course you should know. And since 1965, and bear in mind that when Vatican II happened, there was an uproar. There was a lot of priests, a lot of lay people that left the church because they said this is no longer the Catholic Church. A lot of priests that said, no, we're against this. So it wasn't like unknown that this was heresy. Now, how long, you know, because you could say, well, that Canon 188, if you just say some heresy from the pulpit, then you're automatically vacating your office. No, you can't say that. Because human beings make mistakes, priests make mistakes. So a priest could say something heretical, even two or three times, and not be vacating his office. He's just a human being that's fucking up, right? But if from 1965 on, you for 13, 10 years, you know, how long do you want to give it until a guy becomes a persistent heretic? A year? Six months? Two years? How about 10? How about 10 years? How about 17 years? Why do I say 17 years? Because in 1983, the same people who created Vatican II created the new canon law, which obviates all the old canon law. And it's nonsense, it's satanic. If you go to what what the canon 188 was in the original canon law of 1917, which is still the only valid, genuine Catholic canon law, and you compare it to the 1983 version, In 1983 version, Canon 188 becomes Canon 194, and it has the same sentence, the law itself vacates the office if, but now there's only like three things instead of eight. And on two of those things, it says, oh, and by the way, if it's one of those two, somebody has to ratify it. So it's actually only one thing, that the law itself makes you vacate the office. It's absolutely ridiculous. And that one thing is something absurd. I can't remember what it was. But, so it's a perversion. So Canon of 1983 is not valid. It's absolutely not valid. It's created by the same apostates that in 1963 started Vatican II. From 1965 to 1983 is long enough for anybody, anybody to read through the Vatican II documents and say this stuff is heretic and it's got nothing to do with the Catholic Church. So if a cleric doesn't reject Vatican II outright, he is not Catholic. He is a heretic, and as such, he has no authority over the Catholic Church. That's why I'm saying it's called Novus Orco. They're the new orcs. The new order is the new orcs. And they have usurped a lot of material wealth of the Catholic Church, all the churches, all the land, and so on, the whole Vatican. I mean, the Vatican is a literal bathhouse of sexual, homosexual origins. It wasn't too long ago, Coco Palmieri was a a guy, a priest, yeah, a priest. He's a priest. He's a priest of the Church of Satan, of the Novus Orcus. He's not a priest of the Catholic Church. They impersonate Catholic priests. But this guy was driving into the Vatican with his little briefcase in his car, filled with cocaine, doing homosexual orgies in the house next to St. Peter's Cathedral. And I've got it on good authority that in the Sistine Chapel, they have sexual orgies there. They have guys butt-fucking each other on the altar and stuff like that. So from my perception, you know, I got baptized as a Catholic in 2017 on Ascension Day uh, by the remnant of the Catholic Church. Now, the remnant of the Catholic Church is not SSTX. Some people know what I'm talking about. SSTX, when this Vatican II stuff came out, a bunch of people said, no, we are the Society of St. Pius X. Which was supposed to hold to the traditional Catholic Church rules. But these guys recognize Bergoglio and Ratzinger as popes, but we're not going to obey them. You can't do that. Again, Catholicism is truth. It's not, you know, if something is true, it's true. You can't say to, yeah, well, the Pope's an imposter, but I'm still going to listen to him. No, if he's an imposter, he's got no authority and you shouldn't listen to a word he says. And if he's not an imposter, then you should listen to what he says. So it's either or. You can't have a gray area. So they're, you know, the way I think of SSPX guys, they're basically the Ben Shapiro of the Catholic Church. You know, they pretend to be on the right side. They're the Ben Shapiros. They're the Joe Rogans of the Catholic Church. They're the guys who say like, yeah, yeah, I'm on your side. And then they sell you out. You know, it's all just blah, 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 but reality completely different. So the guys that I joined, there are... Again, I'm sorry to keep going on about, but this canon188.com has got a lot of really good stuff on there. They don't have a lot of, the latest blog post is a link to uh, Bishop Sanborn who lives in the United States. Bishop Sanborn is one of the guys that, like the guys I got baptized with said, nah, this is all rubbish. Doesn't recognize anything to do with Vatican II. And he's a real good bishop. And on his site, he's got a list of all the places that still do the traditional Latin mass in the United States and in Europe. And they have a link with the guys that I'm with here in in London. In London, there's only a mission. But, you know, in Italy and in Belgium, they have churches. And they're awesome. These priests are awesome. I mean, these guys, they don't have money. It's not like, you know, they they literally eat bread and water sometimes. But um, they are true, genuine priests. And... You know, the thing is, people don't know what the Catholic Church is. They don't know the history of the Catholic Church. It, that's why I suggested you, you know, like read, if, if you only read three books in your life, read God's Battalions by Rodney Stark. Now, Rodney Stark is not Catholic, but he's written a bunch of really cool books. Another one that he's written is called Bearing False Witness, which is putting the lie to all the um, The fake nonsense that essentially Protestants have said about the Catholics, the lies that have been spread about Catholicism, like, you know, the worshiping of Mary, nobody worships Mary, no Catholic worships Mary. And now there's people that are going to say, oh, but I've seen some Mexican guys actually worship Mary. You know what? So what? There's churches everywhere. Yeah. I'm sure there are some Catholics that worship Mary or, you know, worship a saint as the English meaning of the word worship, right? But those guys are not Catholic. They're either confused or idiots or churches, you know. So, in essence, that's what happened to the Catholic Church. Sorry to have gone on rattling off so much stuff quickly. I'm just trying to pack everything in that. No, thank you.
0: I appreciate it you know, if
1: I lost anybody somewhere along the the thing, maybe, I don't know, just let me know if I'm vomiting out too much
0: stuff. No, no. We have a lot of people here that, that want to find out the truth. You know, a lot of people And, and the way you, you bring it all in, it ties in together. It makes sense. It lines up perfectly from where my family started messing up a bit. And here in America, the social engineering propaganda machine, I would say in the West coast, you see it everywhere. Um, they've convinced guys, you know, I'm Mexican, uh, you're Venetian, but somehow they've convinced me that I'm an immigrant and you're white and we're not to talk. Um, but <laughs> yet, yet, yeah, yeah. Yeah. When I, when I talk to regular guys they're good guys, you know, and it's crazy. And another thing, you know, within the communities here, like the Mexican community, I understand a lot of people around the world may see Donald Trump comes on the TV and he says things like mass immigration is bad, which it is for the U.S. This is common sense, right? Yeah, um, you yeah, have cheap, yeah. cheap labor, will automatically take away from us citizens but then i look at it from the other point of view i look into mexico i see a lot of zionism investment in mexico and yet people are still being paid a dollar a day and they wonder why they are immigrating over the border where you can obviously make 150 dollars a day and yet when you speak of both these things you're shut down from the left and the right you know it's kind of like they want us to not talk
1: you see, the thing is, okay, for example, you know, I, I know exactly your, your situation. I mean, I'm Venetian, which, you know, people sometimes call me Italian, which is quite offensive, really. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, the fact is that the Republic of Venice was taken over by, uh, again, usurping globalists like Garibaldi and whatever. But be that as it may, my plan is to eventually have Venice rise from the water again and become Doge one day. You know, I don't know if I'll do it in my lifetime, but you know, I've got a son now, so he can take over. Congratulations! (laughs) Thanks. But uh, you know, I live in London, so I'm an immigrant. Right now, I've never taken a penny from the government. I pay my taxes. uh, You know, my, my situation recently has changed quite a bit, so I'm not. You know, I, I used to make pretty decent money. I don't make that sort of decent money. But I've got a better life. You know, I've got a bit more time for my, my, uh, my wife and kids. And, and to do this, you know, like to talk on a video or whatever and just share a little bit of the stuff about Christianity. But the thing is, I've still never taken a penny from the British government. And I never will. I've, I never have in any country, including Italy. I, I never just, I'm not shaped that way in my head. Um, that said, I'm um, 100% for Brexit, you know, and I absolutely, when Brexit was voted in, I was actually in Italy, I was in Venice, and when when that happened, I was like cheering on, I wasn't, you know, with my wife at the time, but I remember sending each other texts like, whoa, they did it, you know, they got Brexit, we, we were both stunned, we didn't think that was even possible for it to happen, but it did, and we're all for Brexit, and I'm for Brexit, now, Let's say Brexit happens and Boris Johnson tomorrow says, you know, if you're no British, get the fuck out. That would hurt me, right? It would would be difficult for me. But I am still for Brexit and I will always be for Brexit for a very simple reason. I am for England for the English, Venice for the Venetians, Mexico for the Mexicans. I mean, California for the Mexicans by now because you fuckers have taken over now. (laughs) (laughs) So, might as well give it back.
0: (laughs) Oh yeah. Well, we've been here for four generations, but yeah, of course, I I totally agree that segregation is good in certain ways. You know, they want you to think it's not. But when my neighborhood was segregated, it was a lot more successful. People had skills. People had careers. And look, the thing
1: is, I don't want to go to Germany, or I don't really want to go to Germany anyway. I've been there, right? But anyway, you know what I mean. Let's let's say I come to whatever Tijuana, Mexico, right? I don't want to go to Tijuana, Mexico and find New York. Why? I want to go to Tijuana, Mexico and find Mexicans that are going to look at me and say, hey, you stupid gringo, where's your money? And fucking mug me. If If that's what happens in Mexico, then let that be what happens in Mexico. You know, I want Mexicans to be Mexicans. So when I go to Mexico, I'm like, shit, this is what Mexico's like. And when I'm in Mexico, I'll behave as per the laws of Mexico. It's not my place, it's not my country, it's not my people. So if in Mexico it's okay to do a certain thing and not okay to do another thing, okay. And you know what, if I don't like it, then I don't need to fucking go there. Yeah, of it's course. really simple. So I'm all for segregation. Now, I've got no problem with, you know, tourism. You want to come and visit, that's fine. Follow the rules and everything is cool. I, I am not for immigration. I don't, I don't believe in... I, I believe that a small percentage of immigration is fine. You know, like, again, if, you know, let's say you've got a country X, and 90% of the population is the nation from that, you know, from that country, and, like, you know, 2% is from other countries, and let's say the remaining 8% is mixed. You know, they're, they're half of the country of origin. Maybe they married, somebody from somewhere else, whatever that's fine, you know, you, you can handle that. But when you've got like 40% of the country becoming a different nationality, a different ethnicity, a different religion, well, you no longer have your country of origin. You now, have, you know, if you import 50 million Africans into Greece, you, you don't have Greece anymore. You've got the Congo. <laughs> you
0: know, oh, so, yeah. oh.
1: And it's common so.
0: sense, yet the truth is so rebellious now. I, I can't believe it. Um, one thing with my community that very upsets me is not only do are they mass immigrating, but they're very disrespectful towards the America. And I, I just doesn't make sense to me. You know, a lot of my family... It makes be- sense to me. Yeah, I
1: understand why that is. Because it's it's an invasion. It's actually a, uh, a proper invasion. It's just not using M16s to do it. But it's yeah. like, yeah, we're going to just move here and we're going to take over and fuck it. Now it's Mexico. You know? And mm-hmm. you know what? Let me put it this way. I don't fault the Mexicans that are trying to run across the border and, you know, take over, make California Mexico again. Um, I, why would I, you know, if I was born in, in Mexico, maybe I'd be doing exactly that, right? But on the other hand, if tomorrow Donald Trump says, right, we're going to put a bunch of soldiers on the border. And if you try and cross, you're going to get shot. Doesn't matter, man, woman, child, you try and cross the border, we're gonna get shot. I don't care. I wouldn't fault that either. You know, it's like, look, I've lived in Africa for 25 years. Like People will kill you there for your shoes. But you know what? They really need those shoes, you know? So, (laughs) I have a lot more understanding of that. Of Now, that doesn't mean, you know, if you break into my house to kill me, to steal my shoes, it doesn't mean that I'm not gonna shoot you in the face and turn you into a pink cloud. I will. But, you know, if you're an African doing that in Africa, I'll sort of do that, and I'll probably say three Hail Marys over your dead body. If you're in Europe and you're doing that, I'll probably just kick you to the curb and, you know, call somebody to clear it up. Because you don't need to come and kill me to steal my shoes in Europe, right? You, you can go to, there's, there's plenty of places for people that don't have work. You can work, you know, if, if you want work in Europe, you can work. There's, it's not hard. So I have very little sympathy for people who are trying to, you know, do that stuff. They're usually drug addicts or whatever, which is mostly a choice, right? Mm -hmm. So, but yeah, you know, and I was really interested actually in your uh, story because I read a little bit about it and I watched a couple of your videos. Um, I actually tried to go and... um, Uh, visit um jails Uh, because you know as part of if you're catholic it's one of the things right like to visit people in jail and so on i tried to do that but in england they make it really difficult there was only one jail where they said they would put me on the list and it was actually a woman's jail apparently and i signed up for it but you know it's been years and i haven't heard anything so i doubt they'll put me on but i was really interested when you said that you sort of try and um, talk about this stuff with people that are in jail or have been in jail or come out of jail it's very it's something that's actually quite interesting to me because I um, I've got this theory that you know people who become criminals and I look this doesn't apply across the board right I'm not saying this is the general rule but people who end up in jail especially for physical violent crimes that sort of stuff and if they're men you know it's a thin line right if let's say there was a war and that guy was recruited in in the army and he went out, he might turn out to be a hero, right? He might be fucking brave and kill a bunch of enemies and protect his friends. But you put that same guy in an urban environment where he's got no father figure, where he doesn't know what the fuck's going on. And it's like, yeah, you're going to, you're going to become part of the gang. You're part of the gang. Now the loyalties to the gang. What's the difference really, you know? And it's like, I think a lot of those guys could be put to good use. You know, they of they, they just a had
0: of a wrong. In prison. There's a lot of great testimony, a lot of great stories. It's very racial in California prison, but the only place that that goes away was in the Catholic mass in prison. I was able to be around the brothers, the <laughs> Irish, and no one started no bullshit there because there's something about the Jesus Christ that it will stop yeah. it. And it's amazing it,
1: kind of it's kind of like the highlander thing right the kurgan stuff the holy ground <laughs> you, you don't fight in church you
0: know? <laughs> yeah because they don't want that taken away that's one thing that many men who are never coming home that's all they have to look forward to yeah
1: yeah you know so uh look i i try to synthesize everything in the the, the the book that you showed that i wrote um and i'm not you know like i like i keep telling people you know there's a, a lot of these freaks that like go on your channel mine or whatever and like he just wants to sell books i'm like dude i don't i can't make a living off my books if i had to live off my books i'd be in the street you know my kids would starve so you know of course they
0: they don't understand it sometimes yeah they always want to prove you wrong or or just make fun of you it's not they never address the points um when i got it's
1: envy it's envy. These are people that are, comp- these are human wreckage. You know, it's like what Vox calls gammas, right? He's, he's come up with this term called calling them gammas. He gave them a letter of the Greek alphabet. And these are guys who will achieve nothing, have achieved nothing, will never achieve anything. So all they can do is criticize and snipe. But, you know, these are the guys that never got laid. Look, if you're successful, making money and getting laid, do you have time to both, you know, talk shit about other people's stuff? You're busy crushing, man. You're busy doing cool shit. <laughs> You know, it's like these guys are sitting with their dick in their hand all day in the basement somewhere going looking for YouTube videos. And they're like, oh, that guy. And they probably don't even know why. That guy upsets me. I get angry. Well, because he's confident. Oh, he's got a wife. He's got kids. Oh, he, he's written a book. Oh, my God. No, can not real. You know, if, if he is real, then it means I'm a worthless piece of shit. So I'm going to try and drag him down to my level. That's all it is, you know, but I just ignore those guys. I just, just ban them and I don't even talk to them. I just ignore them.
0: Yeah, no time for that. You know, it's crazy because I gave my life to the gang. I ended up with with nothing just to sell. I gave my life to Christ and I I was I had a job digging holes. And I was blessed with the union opportunity with the iron workers union. They build parking lots and skyscrapers. Um, I I passed the drug test. I I got my driver's license, a car with insurance. Uh, I was trained in mathematics up to date. So now every year I'm getting more money as well as a retirement plan. And none of this would have ever been possible without morals, the morals of of the church, without me going to confession, without me going to confession every week. It's on my mind. Hey, what the fuck? hey you have to tell the pastor you know <laughs> and I want to yeah, thank I, I you I still
1: swear like a sailor so I gotta probably clean that up but um yeah that, that's awesome man that that um that is really I can't really express how happy that makes me to hear that story that you just told about your life that is so brilliant that is so cool man and, and, you know it, it's important you got to tell people that I that is so powerful, you know. That you you just got your head down and got it right. And yeah, the confession thing—it certainly civilizes you, no doubt about it. Because you know, you do. I mean, like we only have mass once a month, and uh, last month I missed it because my wife injured her leg a little bit, and uh, I was just working and so on. But uh, anyway, the thing is. So it's a month in between sessions, but and then you sort of when when you do some stupid little thing or you lose your temper at work or whatever, you know, you just like, oh. And yeah, like I said, even even in this video, right? Um, sometimes I swear a little bit on purpose to like shock people a little bit into like listening because, you know, maybe the guys watching your channel, or whatever, pretty hardened to it. I would oh, guess. Oh
0: yeah, a good you amount know. of the audience, yes.
1: Yeah, but, you know, the, the thing is you kind of got to talk a little bit to your audience to a certain extent. So if I was going to a gathering of, like, you know, 60-year-old ladies playing bingo, I would probably swear a little bit less, you know.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But if I'm talking to guys that have been in jail and whatever, then I'll just be myself and not, like, censor anything because, fuck it, you know. I, I haven't been to jail, but um, <laughs> I've had an interesting life, let's put it that way.
0: No, oh, yeah, I'm and pretty sure you you would do very well in there. You wouldn't have no problems. I think they'd stay away, man. You're you're a good. I man. don't know, man.
1: You know, gangs gangs are a heavy thing. I mean, it doesn't matter how good you know, I learned that in training. Like before you get the black belt in, in our old dojo, you get a year of getting the shit kicked out of you every session. And then there's a specific session, which was Tuesdays. Which you will get your shit kicked out and they don't they don't even let people watch. They don't even let spectators come in because they, they get freaked out by the fucking blood. <laughs> it's just honest to God, you, you, it was by invitation only. You could only come to that class if you were asked to come to that class and you couldn't you, you couldn't you couldn't just come and watch it. all the other classes you could come sit out and watch. But those are just like no, it's a guy at the door saying no, sorry, just stay out. <laughs> just, and uh, they put fifteen guys in front of you, it doesn't matter how good you are they're good too they're all black belts you're not quite a black belt yet but even if you're good you know you got one two three then you get tired four by the time you get to 15 you can't fucking move anymore that's the same in jail you know nobody's invincible you know you just let your guard down the one second that's when they fuck you so you know it's not i don't think there's a and and plus you know you've got to think the other way too right because let's say you are the meanest baddest asshole in there And as soon as a guy gives you a little bit or let you crush him, well, guess what? How many more years get added to your sentence? You know, so it's like fucking it's it's a dead end game, right? It
0: is a dead end game. And men in there, they are are honored to catch more time for the gang in prison. It's the craziest thing. You know, uh, they get a knife in their hand. They said they get told the reason why to do something, even though it had nothing to do with them. And they're honored to do it. It's very sad. Very sad
1: it is very sad because but that's why at the same time that's why i'm saying those guys put in a different situation would be awesome people the reason i say that is you know there is a mentality in gangs in soldiers in school in in martial arts you know there is a mentality where the loyalty is off and you know you if you're in war, if you've ever been in a situation where, like, you're literally going to fucking die or your friend's going to die, you're all in the same shit together where it's something serious, right? There's people going to get killed. If you've ever been in that sort of situation, the loyalty of the guy next to you that doesn't run off, that stays with you, that dies next to you, once you've experienced that, you you will never fucking betray those people, you know? And, and if you do, you're, you're not a man. You're automatically ostracized. You're no longer part of that tribe. You've got nothing to do with them. They will all just, they might not even say anything to you, but you're nothing. You're now nothing. And there is a truth in that, you know, there is, because again, imagine, give you another context. Look at the Knights of Malta, right? You just bought that book, the 1565 Siege of Malta. There was like 300 knights, 300 knights that held off thousands of Muslims. I mean, these guys were all broken, wounded, broken arms, shot, Their walls was getting destroyed every night and every day, and they would build it up at night and fight on it during the day. I mean, the stuff that those guys did was just unbelievable. And why? Because they're like brothers. They're like, no, we will die for each other and for Christ. We're not taking one step backwards. Levalet, which was their leader, 82 years old, no helm, if I remember right, wounded in the leg, quite seriously, bleeding profusely in the leg, in full armor, And he's 82, stood on the wall, fighting the whole day. And his men were imploring him, please, sir, come back down. You And there was like fighting next to him. And he's like, nah, I'm good. And he did it because he knew if I'm on the wall, my men are gonna be on the wall. And not a single one of these knights gave up. Not one, right? These guys fought to the death. They're like the 300 of Leonidas, you know, the, the 300 Greeks at the hot gate. They stopped the Persian invasion, 300 men. They died to a man. Not one of them left alive, but they stopped, they cost the Persians so many men that they thought, shit, 300 guys cost us thousands of men. What the fuck's the rest of Greece going to be like? Now let's go home. (laughs) (laughs) They saved Western civilization, you know, and that level of loyalty is something that unfortunately can be abused and very often is abused. Uh, my father actually some years ago and uh, it's in venetian dialect so it's uh, it's not translatable but it tells a story of this soldier a young soldier that goes into like a pub sort of thing you know into a tavern or something and it's an old story right it's from the 17 or 1800s and sees this battle scarred like man who's clearly been army trained or military trained and he and he goes up to him and says, excuse me, sir, can I buy you a drink? I'd like to hear your story. You know, because, and the guy says, yeah, you can buy me a drink, but you don't have to buy me a drink. I'll tell you my story. What do you want to know? And he goes, well, you know, I'm a soldier, and I see that you're a soldier. And the old man looks at him and goes, I'm not a soldier. boy. Never been a soldier. Soldier's a fool's game. He says, but you're covered in scars. And, you know. and he goes, yeah, I've been a warrior. I've been a fighter. I've been in plenty of fights. Never be a don't be a soldier. Soldier's a monk's game because you're fighting somebody else's war. I'll fight for my family. I'll fight for my friends, and I won't take a step back. But I'm not going to fight for some stupid politician. Don't be a soldier. Be a warrior. It's different, and it is. It is different, you know. But the thing is, if you get a group of those guys, like let's say again, the Knights Templar, those guys saved Western civilization. Do you think that their lo- level of loyalty was any different from the guy in jail? Who some other idiot tells him, oh, stab that guy. Why? Oh, because I said so and I'm your, I'm your gang leader. I'm your gang member. I'm your brother. Yeah, okay. You know, and he doesn't even know why. So that is how you abuse the loyalty. And, it, you know, this is important. If you could get this message into a jail and say, look, guys, yeah, you're a gang. How about, how about this? How about I'm going to fuck with all your minds. You guys think you're tough, big gangsters. I'm going to fuck with your mind. And I would love to be able to go into jail sit in a room full of these guys, no weapons, no nothing, no cops. I'll fucking walk in there, no problem. say, right, you're all big guys. You, you're fucking 25 years old and three times my size and you can probably bench press me with one hand, okay? And I'm trained in all fucking sorts of martial arts, but 25 of you in here, you can tear me to fucking pieces. Well, now sit your ass down because I'm gonna tell you, you don't know shit. You think you're tough because you're all brothers, you're all in the gang, yeah, you're tough. All right, I've got a challenge for you fuckers. You think you're bad guys. Here's your challenge, be good guys. Have the same fucking level of loyalty to each other, but be good guys, make the jail better. Fuck the cops, fuck the screws that try and sell you drugs and fuck you over and give you more time. No, you protect each other from the other gangs too, if the other gangs are too stupid to get it. But you, this gang that's in here right now, you become good guys. You become soldiers like Christ's soldiers. You become like Templars. You look after each other, not because of, oh, that guy stole my cigarette or that guy said a bad word or that guy gave me, dishonored me, so what? That's what turn the other cheek in the Bible means. If you're a little bitch and some guy calls you a bitch, you're gonna stab him because you have to keep your manhood up. If I'm in fucking jail just for me, for myself, and some guy calls me a bitch, I don't give a fuck. The minute he tries to put a hand on me or the minute he thinks that you know he can rape me, him and his buddies, they're going to have to kill me because I'm going to take eyes and fucking throats and whatever. You know, I will, I will, they're going to have to kill me. And people make that mistake, right? They make that mistake because they think, oh, he's polite, so I can keep pushing. You know, like my brother and I are very different people. Like when we got, you know, he drank more, I didn't, but whatever. You know, we're in a social situation where somebody starts to give you shit. I just keep quiet and ignore it. And because of that, I'd, I'd end up in a fight eventually because a guy will keep pushing, keep pushing. My brother, even when the guy's maybe not giving him shit, he's just, maybe he thinks he's giving him shit because he had a to drink too many. they like, what the fuck do you want? Fuck off I'll beat your ass right now. <laughs> and he never got into a fight. <laughs> so as soon as something happened, it's like, what do you want? <laughs> People mistake being polite for being weak. But that, that would be my, my thing to the gang. I'd say like, who's the gang member here? Who's the big boss? You know, you, you, there's 30 of you in the room, I'm by myself. You can fucking kill me if you want. It's not gonna change anything. Who's the big boss? Is the big boss got the balls to stand up and say, I'm the boss, I'm the leader of the gang. Stand up, where are you? Oh, there you are. You're the big boss, so you're the leader of these guys. I'm gonna fucking challenge you then. How about you become good? You become the good gang. Don't fucking do your initiation by killing some random person in the street because that makes you tough. That doesn't make you tough, that makes you a bitch. That makes you a little bitch. Mm-hmm. And I'm standing here, right? Telling you, you can all you can kill me. If all 30 of you jump on me, I'm gonna fucking die. Do I look scared to you? No. Because I'm not a little bitch. So, man up. That would be that would be the fucking message I wanna put to a jail. That would be what I wanna say inside the jail. And you know what? If the whatever, the first guys that let me speak to, you know, the to tell you the truth, I would talk to the Mexicans, I would talk to the blacks, the one guys I would have a fucking problem talking to are the, the neo-nazi guys oh yeah those guys i would have a problem talking to and it's because they're fucking stupid they are so stupid that you can't get through to them a lot of those guys are brainwashed from birth and it's like it's hard 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 you know and and their their ideology is completely different but man i, I would have no problem walking into a fucking 30 30 people that they're dark as coal and I'm the only white guy there. I got no issue with that. I would I would talk to those guys. And you know I'd be like, yeah, looks like I'm the only non-nigger in here. That's a question about
0: Yeah, exactly. But they'd respect that a lot more than you going in there and being scared. It's probably the yeah, opposite but, of what you would think.
1: But that's what I mean. And those same guys, if you turn them around, imagine what a force for good those guys could be. Imagine if all those guys, instead of being caught up in all that gang shit, ego, money, because what happened to those men? They got twisted into the world. They became part of the world, right? And the world is run by who? Satan. That's what Christianity is, right? We are under the dominion of Satan. It says, live in the world, don't be of it. You know, so you've got to survive the reality, the shit that comes to you. But don't be of the world. We don't care about the world. We don't care about material stuff. We don't care about your ego. We don't care if you're driving a Ferrari or a fucking broken down bicycle or you walk. It's better to walk and be a man and be honest, be clean inside than driving a Ferrari. And, you know, how many dicks did you have to suck to do that? What other bullshit did you have to take, you know?
0: It's crazy because guys like you, Vox Day, Owen Benjamin, they would be considered, you know, a lot of people that, you know, a lot, Owen tries to tour, he can't even get venues, you know, because people don't want to sell to him, right? They're, and it's crazy, but yet you have a rapper who's uh, talking about driving a Lamborghini, getting his dick sucked, and is number one on the billboards. It's just completely backwards. And you're right, we are right. under the dominion of Satan, without a doubt.
1: That's right. And, but, you know, that, that, that's another point. You know, it's very interesting what you said, it, because it is. Everything is inverted, right? The one, one way that you know that it's satanic is if it's inverted. If they're trying to call good bad and bad good. So, but, you know, people are not fighters by nature. They get oppressed by this shit. I'm like, if you ever saw the film 300, have you seen it? Yes, I have. Yeah, you, you know when they're all under the heels and they're like, oh, that fucking, the, the sky's dark from arrows, and the one guy looks at the other guy and they start laughing. <laughs> that, I know that feel. That's exactly, and it's like, yeah, you got all these trans And I'm like. Fuck you, that's a target-rich environment. I don't even have to aim that well. I just close my eyes and shoot, and I'm going to hit one of these fuckers. You know? <laughs> it's like, so that's the attitude to have. And, you know, like when, when, you, when you're saying it's inverted, yes. So here's the strategy. Here's a, here's a tactic you can use. Invert the inverted. Twist the inversion. So you twist it back up. So they're saying good is evil and evil is good. You use that to to twist the, the devil at his own game. You know, it's like jujitsu or something. You just grab his shit, turn it around, bang, ram it into the ground. So when they're saying, oh, the Lamborghini and stuff, I've been to, man, I've, it was one of my pastimes. I used to go to seminars and like uh, cults, essentially full-on cults. I used to go and join the shit just to like fuck up the people that are on stage. <laughs> <You know? laughs> They'd be trying to, you know, brainwash everybody and there are ways that you the first time i did it i actually did it without knowing i was doing Uh, i did it to help a guy on stage who was he was crashing he was a good guy but he was just dying on stage and i started i actually hypnotized him while i was sitting in the front row because by watching him there's certain things you can do and i started like doing little nods and and then he got confident at the end of the thing he came to talk to me like oh that was great you were solid He didn't even know what happened, but I did it to help him. Then I realized, shit, I can do this. So I went to these cults where they're like trying to brainwash people and I do little things where the guy on stage that's talking three, I'm not kidding, 3000 people in the room all sitting down listening to this fake guru going on about the avatar of Krishna and fucking absolute nonsense, right? This was with Amma, the hugging saint who uh, there's all sorts of perversion going on in their ashrams and. There's like all sorts of weird sex stuff going on. Like there's people apparently have been beaten. Some people have been murdered. Some people have disappeared. Uh, Really hectic shit. Anyway, this guy's going on. There's 3,000 people in the audience all sitting at the same level. No difference. I just make a little movement with my head. And the guy goes, oh, you don't know that? I'm like, no, I don't. Oh, well, why don't you explain it to me? And now he's having to explain himself in front of 3,000 people. And the whole place burst out laughing. And uh, so I used to do this for fun, but you know, the thing is that's what you do. You need to invert the you need to ask the right questions. You need to like poke at things and sort of like, yeah, what? And that's but you know, you can also go the other board overboard doing that. You can just question everything and then nothing is real, you know. Like one of the little criticisms I have about Owen is I understand why, right? Because if you've been lied to all your life, you haven't had a decent father figure in your in your life. You have not been trained to think logically. You have not been trained to think objectively. You don't know about the basics of math, logic. You know, these are fundamental concepts that if you don't have those, you can't actually process things. You don't know what is real and what isn't. So you will start to question the moon. You know, is the moon real? <laughs> it's like, fucking hell, dude. Just grab a telescope, you know, have a look. It's fucking, it's real, right? <laughs> but... But I get it because you start to question everything. And then it's like you can go down all sorts of rabbit holes, you know? Um, So I think there is a danger in questioning everything in absolute sense. But for the most part, um, you know, questioning stuff is all right, but you've got to start with a baseline. You know, my own wife has had an upbringing that didn't teach her any of this stuff. And for for a while there, you know, it was like, she's like, but what about this? What about, and like, look you can come to the point where you're questioning the reality of a wall, right? And this is how I, I approach this. When people are like that, I say like, well, in your mind then, is the wall real? You know, because the crap that you're saying, you're saying there is no objective reality. I'm telling you there is. That wall is real. And when they go like, well, what if? I say, you know what? Walk towards it. Just walk towards it nose first. Let me know when you realize it's real. Do it a few times. <laughs> Do it at higher speed. If you, if you want, I'll help. You know, I'll push you into it a little bit. Just let you know, you know what? Then you'll know that's reality. And then they're like, "Oh, but what if?" No, what if nothing? For all intents and purposes, the wall is real. That's objective reality. It, objective reality exists. It doesn't matter if you like it. It doesn't matter if you believe in the wall. You go walk at that wall. You disbelieve it as much as you like. Just make sure you go face first. Yeah. You'll soon be disabused of the notion that the wall is an idea. wall is a fucking wall, right? Yeah. The
0: matrix and concept. That's,
1: <laughs> that's what you've got to start from. But that means there is an objective reality that doesn't matter what you think, what you feel. There is something above and below us that is true regardless of whether you know it, whether you can see it or not. And, you know, remember that in Christianity, we're all seen through a glass darkly. We're all wrong. You know, I'm going on hard about being a hardcore Catholic, and that's I've chosen my fight. That's going to be my fight. That's it. day drop dead. Because that's the closest thing to the truth that I have found. That doesn't mean that I'm right about everything, and it doesn't mean that there is a single Catholic priest anywhere that is right about everything. There isn't. We're told we're all flawed human beings. But the point is Catholicism the real Catholicism is the closest thing I found to the truth. It's lasted 2,000 years until 1958. It really sort of, you know, Catholics catechized the world and they, they civilized the world because it's essentially Catholics that invented the scientific method. It's essentially Catholic that invented the, the concept that human beings have value, even though we're not equal. None of us are equal, but everybody has intrinsically a similar value in the eyes of God then it's up to you to make sure that in the world you, you do your best, you know? But, you know, I'm, I'm not like one of these guys that says, oh, well, uh, mind you, I think most of us are gonna all burn in hell. And even the ones of us that are not gonna burn in hell are still gonna burn in purgatory for a long time. Certainly, I know I am, if I'm lucky. Yeah, um, but, you know, I'm not the one to say like, look, you can be whatever a feminist, hardcore, black, lesbian, and you might end up in heaven before me, you know, because that's up to God, you know, like, I don't think that's likely, but who knows? On the point of death, just before she croaks, she might, I can see the light, repent all her sins in a way that I can't even imagine in one second flat, and go straight to heaven, you know? So it's not for me to say, but while I'm here, don't for one second... I'm going to hesitate calling out all the shit as you're going to burn at the stake. And if I physically have to light the fire under your ass when the laws change that we can burn you at the stake, I will. Because, you know, all that LGBT crap, it's all aimed at kids. And it's all about, you know, there's the statistics on this that like homosexuals are 11 times more likely to abuse children than heterosexuals. And that's the reported cases that we know of. And we all know that the reported cases are a fraction of the reality. So, sorry, man. You know, I've got good friends that are, you know, one of one of the guys that I trust the most in life, really. And he's only done good things to me. He's full-on homosexual, right? Um, and I, I consider him a good guy. So I don't see homosexuality any different, in a certain extent, or to any other hardcore sin. Like, let's say, you know, you are. I don't know the difference is like let's say you're a child rapist you can't stop raping kids right some guys are child rapists and you can't stop raping kids yeah i'm i'm gonna take his head off if i can you know if if if, if it's up to me he's dead but i'm not judging him I'm just killing him because he needs killing you know that would be killing because he needs killing if i was the guy that has the right to decide yep this guy gets executed yeah i get executed doesn't mean I'm judging, because I don't know what he's gone through. I don't know what his situation is. Similarly, you know, if you're a thief, you're a thief. You have to go to jail. If you've killed somebody wrongly, whatever, death penalty might apply. If you've got extenuating circumstances, maybe just a hardcore jail for a while, You know, who knows, right? I mean, if, if a guy's trying to kidnap a kill, say somebody's trying to kidnap one of my kids, and a stranger kills this guy to prevent him from kidnapping my kid, Fuck that. I don't want him to go to jail. I'll give him a medal. Push comes to shove. I'll do his fucking time for him. You know? So (laughs) that's, you know, depends. But what I'm saying is when you do the crime, you do the time. If you, you know, that is baseline Catholic law. Um, And I don't know. I've gone off at a tangent. So I'm sorry, man. I I, I talk a lot. So, you know,
0: uh, viewers are going to love it, man. They they want to hear the truth. One crazy thing, I read the, the Vox Days of Rational Atheists, and you see, when the Catholic law was in place, there was a lot less deaths. When you look at atheistic controlled governments 65 million deaths, 40 million deaths, uh, unspeakable, unthinkable things.
1: Yeah, dude, I mean, like, you know, Stalin and Mao Zedong, uh, Pol Pot and Hitler, you know, and people say, oh, but Hitler wasn't an atheist. He was, he was like a pagan essentially. But whatever, just leave Hitler out of it. You know, just the Russians, uh, the Chinese, and Pol Pot, they they killed millions of people. In the last hundred years, they've killed over a 100 million people. You know, that's why this is a hard... You know, when I first came across this idea, it shocked me. But Pinochet, right? Pinochet was the military leader that stopped the communists from taking over Chile. And he did so by killing a bunch of people and dropping them out of helicopters. If you're a communist, you got a one-way trip in a helicopter and it got dropped out over the ocean. And... I I can't remember if it was 3,000 or 30,000 disparicidos, you know, the disappeared. Um, And people say, oh, but Pinochet was an evil monster. You know, he disappeared so many thousands of people. Yeah. You know, and I used to think that because I was raised with that idea in my head, you know, military dictator, killed a lot of people, bad, bad guy. Okay. What's the alternative? Oh, well, what would have happened if the communists had taken over that country? Because everywhere that communists have taken over a country, look at Venezuela now. Yeah? How many thousands of people have died there? How many thousands of people are going homeless, are going hungry, their kids died, and you don't even know about it? It's not even reported. It's not even a statistic. Well, what about Stalin? Communism. Millions. Millions of people because of communism. So Pinochet, was he an evil tyrant or was he a hero? And the first time I came across this idea, I was like, but Pinochet was a bad guy, wasn't he? Then I stopped to think about it, and I was like, wait a minute. Why do I think he was a bad guy? Oh, because they're telling me he was a bad guy. Now, am I saying that every one of those disappeared people was an evil communist scum? No. I'm sure there was some innocent people that got fucked over there. But overall, who can say that he didn't save millions? And, you know, you're going to fucking make omelets, you got to break eggs. You know, it. There is no way, even if you are the best leader in the world, and you give the best commands, they're not gonna be followed to the letter, because humans. So there's gonna be some innocent people that get fucked over no matter what you do. But if the option is 30,000 dead over a period of a couple of decades, or three million dead over the next three years, well shit, I know which button I'm pushing, you know. So,
0: there's, there's a, an interesting idea there to, to look at. Oh, no, for sure. It. You can see, dude, that the Catholic teaching, you, you deal with the world in a very real way, right? Yeah.
1: And, you know, it's really important to, to call this guys, That's why they made the t shirts Novus Orco, right? They made me some of the crypto fashion guys. So, cryptofashion.com, I think it is. They made a t shirt that says Catholic, not Novus Orco. <laughs> because people don't know what Catholic is. You know, it, I didn't know. You know, when I look, when the idea of becoming Catholic about seven years ago would have been absolutely, I would have told you that even if you lobotomized me and, and hooked me up to like, you know, electrodes, I, I wouldn't have become Catholic because they're just a bunch of pedophile scumbags. That's what people think the Catholic Church is. That's not the Catholic Church. That's the Novus Orca Church. So it's that's why I coined that phrase, Novus Orca, because people are like, oh, did you spell Novus Order wrong? Ha <laughs> ha, you don't know how to spell. And I'm like, no, it did I know how to spell wake up and then it's like what what do you mean what what, what do you mean by Novus oracle and then you know there's there's the, like boomers boomers are the worst man, because there's, there's one of them i argue with all, all the time and he's but even even though we argue like cats and dogs but there's still like a little catholic thing at the bottom of it that ties us together because you know when one of his family members is sick or something i'm like fuck, dude i'm praying for that person so hard i hope they get better you know? But the thing is, he thinks, no, you can't just say that the Pope is not the Pope because, you know, it has to be ratified. Why? Because he believes in the canon law of 1983. But the canon law of 1983 is made by the same evil fucks that made Vatican II, which completely turned the whole church upside down. Vatican II was, by the way, a lot of the Vatican II documents were created by Protestants. How can you have documents of the Catholic Church being written and and designed, and conceived by Protestants and put in? It's just absurd. And if you read the documents, it's clear. It's pretty clear. You know, what they did is they diverged the whole Catholic Church into one of the 40,000 branches of Protestantism. And, um, you know, most people got deceived. Most nominal Catholics, like you were, I say, or, you know, your father before you even, they don't know what happened you know unless you study this stuff unless you read this stuff you know you don't know about it you just sort of think oh oh well, the catholics oh yeah the catholic church now rapes little kids i guess that's what we do now uh, rape little kids no no and you know there's people also like ann barnhart Anne barnhart has got a blog and she does like a uh, podcast and she's awesome i love Anne barnhart but she's completely wrong I figured out why. It took me a long time to figure out why because you know Anne Barnard is very logical and she's been done a lot of stuff and a lot of amazing information on the church. She hates Bergoglio. She she knows Bergoglio is not the pope, but she thinks Ratzinger is the pope. No, Ratzinger was one of the architects of Vatican II. He was one of the main architects of Vatican II. He's the guy who put the terraces in there, and you know when you got a German trying to change shit. We know how it goes. We've been there a few times now with Germans, right? World War One, World War II, and they're thinking third time lucky. No, fuckers. So <laughs> <It's> not, <laughs> not what third time either. You know? Ratzinger, uh, by the way, he was Nazi youth. Not that I think that's particularly relevant, but Ratzinger was actually a Nazi youth. So, you know. And apparently, John Paul II, the guy before him, apparently, I haven't confirmed this 100%, but apparently that guy... Sold some of the Zyklon B gas that was used, supposedly in the in the in the gas chambers. Although I'm not sure whether the gas chambers actually existed or not. There's I've read all sorts of things. It's really hard when it comes to like uh, you know the the Holocaust stuff. Don't get me wrong. I believe Hitler was an asshole and he killed a bunch of people. And there's no doubt that a lot of Jews were killed, as were a lot of Roma, a lot of homosexuals, a lot of political prisoners. As a whole bunch of people that were killed. It wasn't just Jews. Uh, but as for actual gas chambers, um, there's actually quite a bit of evidence that there wasn't any such thing. And um, I didn't believe this either. The first time I heard this again, I thought, oh, look at this fucking stupid neo-Nazi assholes trying to deny the Holocaust happened. But the more I looked into it, the more I sort of came to the conclusion that I, I'll probably never know either way. But, you know, anyway, apparently John Paul II was one of the guys that sold the Zyklon B gas. So... Again, if you did have the gas chambers, maybe this guy sold the gas to the Nazis for it. (laughs) You know, it's just, it's such a bizarre thing that I don't know if it's real or true or not, and I can't be bothered because it's anyway, he wasn't the Pope, and it's clear from, You know, another thing, John Paul II and Ratzinger, they both, and it's a church in Italy, it's going to be in the documentary, I can't remember the name of it, but it's a, a, a church that is designed and built by Freemasons to pretend church, but it's got all sorts of symbolisms that are related to Freemasonry 100%. And Freemasonry is completely satanic. The belief of Freemasons is ultimately Lucifer. They are for Lucifer. And both these popes went there to bless the church. And it's got symbolisms on the cross that is just like, what is that doing? That's not Catholic. That, you know, that's upside down shit. You know? So like, why do people assume these guys are Catholics? I mean, Bergoglio In the Philippines, a little girl asked him, why do children suffer? You know, for basically innocence, why are children suffering? And what was his answer? This is the Pope, right? Supposedly the Pope. He's supposed to be the the guy who knows the whole of Catholicism the best than anybody, right? What was his answer? Oh, there is no answer to that question, and we must just cry. What the fuck? And you call yourself a Catholic? Just go away. The answer is very simple, because we live under the dominion of Satan, and he hates us. You know, if your kid dies of cancer, that's not God. That's why people are atheists. You know, they, they sort of think, oh, wow, does God allow this shit? No. We are under the dominion of Satan. And why does he get, then the next thing for, if you're an atheist, is like, well, but then why does he allow the suffering to happen? You know, if, if the devil is making all this shit happen, why is God allowing? it? Because free will. Because if it doesn't allow free will, then it's not love. You know, if, if I put a gun to your head and I say, hey, you know, do this. That's not love. That's force. Or if I brainwash you so you've got no option. You're a puppet and you do exactly what I tell you. Again, that's not love. That's force. Now, God has given free, free will, not just to us, but also to, the, you know, obviously people, creatures like Satan. And he chose Against God now, if God is love, justice, beauty, and truth, and you go against that, what do you think you are? You know, it's not hard to figure out. You're the opposite. So, but then you say, oh, but then why let us all be born under him? Well, because we are born with, again, that goes back to original sin, and we're born sinful nature because we got corrupted from the start, and so on. And you're saying, yeah, but it's a cop out. You know, a little kid that's born, like you know, my son is a little baby, just born. He doesn't know anything. He's not guilty of anything. Why the fuck should he suffer? And yeah, I agree. But, you know, that took me also a long time. It's because we are we living under the domain of evil. You know, this, this whole created universe is under the domain of Satan, who is the enemy. And we are essentially special ops behind enemy lines. You're going to take hits. You're going to take casualties. And if you sh- start shining, you bet that. Arrows are going to come your way, man. I can't tell you since I, since I wrote this, how long this took me to write. I rewrote this three times. Because the first time it was that thick. And then I was like, no, these people are going to get lost. Then it was that thick. And I was like, no, fuck it. Just throw everything out. Just put the basics. And then I just wrote it like I would talk to a friend of mine. And that's it. This what came out. And, it, you know, that's why it's so managed to be so small. But since this came out, you know how difficult it's been, A, to get this out. Just practical shit going on in my life, you know, like everything trying to like stop me from it. doing this talk with you. But now it's just like I just power through it. It's just not, 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 it's just like a fight. It's just one of those 15 guys in front of me. Ah, fuck you. you know, you're going to knock me out or I'm going to keep moving. <laughs> if I'm unconscious or I'm dead, well, okay, I've, I've tried my best. But if I'm still awake, I'm, I'm just going to keep pushing it, you know. And now the next thing, actually, I just found out today that the Indiana show where Owen Benjamin is doing his show is sold out. And that's where one of the guys on my channel, he's already bought me a ticket to that and he started a GoFundMe to like raise $4,000 to get me out there to pay for the trip, to pay for the hotel. The Bears want to bring you to America? Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and be do a little talk there as well and meet Owen or whatever, you know. Uh, I mean, my talk is not really going to be controversial. It's going to be about Mars or whatever, Nazi technology or Sistema or the Catholic Church stuff like that. I'm not a comedian so it's not like I'm taking anybody away from the Owen crowd but it would be cool to, to meet him and whatever um, and you know it's only a month away because it's going to be between the 3rd and the 5th of October But, um, yeah, I told, you know, the the guy sent me an email saying, oh, what about this? And I sort of wrote back and said, yeah, I suppose we could think about maybe doing that. Next thing I know, he set up a GoFundMe page. He's bought me a ticket to the show. And he's like, fucking, (laughs) he's found a place that will do the book signings. Uh, You know, but dude, I, I won't be able to bring a bunch of it. He says, no, 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 we'll get people to buy the books. And they just come to the bookshop to get it signed. And they. This, they can hold about 20 30 people so if we get more people than that i don't know we've got to get a bigger venue <laughs> it's like he did this in like a day that's i'm like amazing. okay this, this guy is an immortal you know he, he's one of my guys <laughs> he does shit he doesn't just talk
0: and it's crazy so, uh, because through the power of christ communities are created like this more opportunities, yeah. right for everybody to to learn yeah so that's gonna be in hobart
1: indiana i think it is i, I don't even know where that is really but uh it's I'll, near make Chicago. Link,
0: I'll put the links to the GoFundMe and I, I won't be able to make it to Indiana, but I'll make sure to donate, you know, that hopefully we can raise enough, all, all the subscribers. Well,
1: we're going to, we're going to film it. I've already said, I don't know how exactly everything is going to get done, but I'll, I'll make sure it's filmed. Whatever I do, um, I'll put it up. You know, the guys who support it or whatever, will definitely get a copy of that, or maybe I'll just put it public. I don't know. Well, thank so you. yeah, that's, that's cool. No, thank you for your support and interview and all that.
0: Oh, we're going to get ready to wrap it up here. Any, any Anything you want to uh, plug in right now? I'm going to make sure I put the links to your website, your YouTube channel, as well as all the Amazon. Uh, look up Giuseppe Filotto on Amazon. I'll put the link. Yeah,
1: you, I think, you know, if you just put a link to my name on, on Amazon. You should have all the books on there. But
0: um, this is a great book but, right here. I'm halfway through. Thank you so much. Because like I said, these type of arguments are what bring men to Christ. Not not uh, these J. Dyer 17 paragraph, Fucking yeah, <laughs> nice counsel Nicaea. You know, you're not gonna bring no one to the church with that because you're gonna put no. people-
1: And you know, again, to me it's very simple. Like look at what Catholicism did. What are the fruits of Catholicism? What are the fruits of everything else? The fruits of Protestantism are that you know, have lesbian fake priests in a church where they take down the cross not to offend the Muslims and abortion is rife and you know absolute satanic shit you know, the, the the fruits of Catholicism is Western civilization, which everybody loves and wants to be part of. And they catechized the world. You know, they, they literally educated the whole world into a better way. You know, even your ancient, and you know, I, I hope you, you know, you've figured me out by now. I'm, I'm intentionally disrespectful just to not, I'm not mean, but, you know, if you look at your ancestors, right, those fucking like, evil bastards that killed 20,000 people a day just
0: to, like... Human sacrifice, yes. There you go.
1: You know, so when people say,
0: well, you know,
1: the conquistadors were evil guys they killed no. so many people. I'm like, dude, they civilized those fucking savages, and, it's, and they didn't even kill all of them.
0: Look at that. I would you know? rather live under that than, than the Aztec or Mayan <laughs> Empire, without well, a doubt.
1: Imagine... You know, and, and then you look at like the Protestants, right? So what did the Catholics do? They went there, yeah, they killed some bunch of people, and they catechized everybody, and they mixed in. You know, that that's why most of South America's got light brown skin because you know Catholics. We bang everything that moves, and then marry. You know, eventually. You know, it's like there's a really a really funny line in God's Battalions, like towards the end, when he's talking about the Crusades and how they were absolutely faith based things and it's a that's why it's a brilliant book because it, it tells you the truth of the history and it's so well researched I mean the bunch of notes this guy has at the back, so there's no way you can deny and the, the reason I love this guy he names names he like says when when uh, some academics talk crap and just make shit up, he actually tells their name and he's an academic himself, so i don't know how he survived this <laughs> long <you know? laughs> And uh, in there, he says, you know, a lot of the times, if the Crusaders lost a fight, lost a battle, uh, it would be said, oh, they lost the battle because they were sinful. So they would do repentance, and they would do like, you know, they would, you know, kind of do some some penance to like avoid the the, the, the curse of God or you know the wrath of God. So they they, they walked around one city they were sieging three times barefoot. All of them. And then the next day they took it over. It's like, what the fuck? (laughs) They couldn't see, you know, they couldn't win this fight for like months. And then they did this penance where they all walked barefoot around the city three times. And then the next day they took it over. It's just like, what? So It's just weird shit. But anyway, and he's talking about how they used to do all this penance. Says, But, you know, there's a limit to penance too. The whores were never chased out of the encampments. (laughs) It's like, I mean, the crusaders were like, and these guys were believed. You know, they literally believed. I mean, there's a, 40 Normans came back onto, I think it was somewhere in Sicily. I can't remember the name of the city. I can't remember if it was Salerno or whatever. But anyway, from the Crusades, these 40 Viking kind of guys, right, they, they got onto the, the, the island and they, like, realized this main city of the Italian Sicilian mainland has now been taken over by Muslims. And they were like, no, this will not do. Give us weapons and we'll take it back over. And they're like, huh? So they got weapons and armor. 40 guys. That's it. Four zero. They took over this fucking city, which is like a major city in Sicily. They kicked out all the Muslims. And then they gave the weapons and armor back. They refused payment because they say, no, we're doing this for God. We're not doing this for our own glory or anything. And they carried on fucking off back home. It's just like, you can't tell me that those guys don't believe. You know, yeah, they might have had whores in their encampments. They might have been sinful. They might have done some other weird shit that you think is wrong. But you can't tell me those guys didn't believe. And we're all sinful. So, you know, what would that rather have? Some mealy-mouthed guy that's like, no, we have to allow the immigration and, and the gay priests and, and the child pornography. And, you know, it's, oh, it's, uh, we just have to forgive. Do I want that guy? Or do I want the guy that nails a suspected pedophile to the, to the church door? And out of 10 pedophiles in nails at the door, he gets one that was only kind of touching the kids, not really raping them. Uh, you know, <laughs> I'd rather think that guy
0: every you know. that, that, That's dealing with the world in a real way. You know, when the Aztecs had control, there was human sacrifice. They sacrificed children, a lot yeah. of crazy shit. And I think that the Catholic Church was the current vehicle of Logos. And it changed yeah. Mexico for the better, without a doubt, right? Through suffering comes a greater good.
1: And, and look at what the Protestants did in North America. Where the fuck are the Indians going? We wiped them out, right? I mean, the Catholics in South America, we mixed in with them. You know, we, we became all mestizos. I mean, like my own, you know, I was blonde. I don't have a lot of hair left. But when I was born, I was blonde, really blonde. Because, you know, some of the guys that we mixed in obviously were Normatic or Normans or Franks or... You know whatever because again, Catholics, oh, it moves, it, it's got a pussy, it looks pretty, let's go for it, you know. But so, we mixed in with everything. But, uh, you know, what did the Protestants do? Oh, uh, no, savages, let's wipe them all out. <laughs> Where are all the Indians gone? They're like stuck on their three reservations, and that's it. Yeah, so, but we're the bad guys, right? The Catholic Church is this, this the beast of Satan.
0: Yeah. Don't no, get me wrong. That- I think when it, if it, if it all does go to shit whether I'm alive I think Catholicism will be the one to defend it. I truly I agree that. with you.
1: I, and that's that's my point the remnant of, of Catholicism should rise again, you know, from the ashes. That's And by the way, you know the the, the collapse of the Catholic Church into the Novus Ordo is prophesized. You know, whether you read the Revelation a certain way or not, but it's also prophesied by various saints, very Catholic saints. St. Francis is one of the guys, the real St. Francis, you know, not this fucking usurper. The real St. Francis prophesied that the church would collapse and would rot from the inside and the Vatican would become the seat of Satan. And it's pretty much there, you know? So, I mean, in my mind, Bergoglio is probably the the herald of the Antichrist that's discussed in Revelation. You know, I, I have no... No, i'm thinking that that's a very good possibility that that's the case but you know i'm not worried about that what if it's you've got to hold your line and whether you die standing or, or or you survive stand your ground that's uh pretty much my my attitude all right mr
0: feloto we're gonna wrap it up but i would want no. to ask you do you have any advice for any young men now that might be considering coming to the faith
1: yes i would say uh, first of all find the nearest latin rite mass near you and if it's five hours away get on your bike and start cycling or you know catch a bus whatever get yourself there it doesn't mean you have to go there every day every week whatever just even if you go there once a month every two months whatever you know the crusader guys used to get mass once a year mate. so if they managed to take over jerusalem for 200 years on one mass a year you can get your ass to the Latin Mass and go check it out. Doesn't matter if you're not baptized. Doesn't just go sit in the back and be part of it. Because I'm telling you, something happens to you when you go to a Latin Mass. And if you've been to a Latin Mass and then you go to a Novus Orca Mass, you're like, I'm walking out of this shit before I set fire to the place. That's how you'll feel, you know. As a whole, even if you don't speak Latin, even if you don't understand what's going on, there's just a sense to it that's completely different. And if you don't know where your nearest Latin Mass is go to this website canon188.com it's their latest blog post it's a direct link to bishop sunborn's website the only reason i'm not giving you bishop sunborn's website is because i don't remember the name that's the easiest way to find it and on there it'll take you you know resources of like where to find the nearest latin mass so advice number one is go to a latin mass advice number two if you're that way inclined study the history of the church study you know, get a Canon 1A, 1A of, of 1917. It's about 80 bucks on Amazon. You can get it f- for $35. There's a company on the internet that will let you see a digitized version. You can't download it, but I kind of did anyway just for myself. I had to copy the whole thing page by page. You know, it's just like a really long time to scroll the whole thing. And then I dumped it into a Word document. And the the formatting is all screwed up, but then I can search that document digitally offline. So that's why I did that. So that's a bit cheaper, it's 35 bucks. If you want the actual tome, it's about, I can't remember if it's 60 or $80, something like that. And get the Catechism of Trent. Get any catechism, get the, the liturgy, or anything that's printed before 1958. Only get stuff that's before 1958. And there's reprints and stuff, so, you know, it's useful. So that would be advice number two, one. Advice number two, if you're an atheist or agnostic or you think that being Christian is completely retarded, stupid, and the Catholics are all just child-abusing fuckers, understand where you're coming from. 100% because I was one of you. In that case, you know, I'm not trying to pump my own book, but I suggest this. I mean, after this came out, out of 21 books sold, I got five people that converted because of this. That's amazing. Uh, so... You know, it's obviously doing something. It's working on some level. And, you know, whatever, people got questions or, you know, go look at some of the videos because I answered some of the stuff. But if you're a young guy, I would say be careful about getting married too soon, but be careful about not getting married. You know, also get married uh, to the right person, you know. And the thing about being Catholic is if you get married, that's it. That's the person you've chosen for the rest of your life, you know, whether they become an alcoholic street whore or or whether your husband becomes a child beating, you know, weird sick fuck. You know, if, for extreme circumstances, you can separate, but you're not divorced until you're dead. That's it. So imagine if that's how you have to choose. You're going to wait. You know, you, you're going to think a little bit before you decide. Yeah, you're the one, you know, and also you're not going to get married to somebody who's not Catholic and doesn't believe like you because then they're just going to divorce and then you're fucked. Right? So no, be, be careful, but make families, make communities, go to that Latin mass church, make friends. If, if you can't go to a Latin mass church, cause it's far, you know, talk to a guy like you find out where, where you're at, get near you, you know, get near me, get near somebody who's near Latin mass, make, create a little community. We're doing that in London. We started doing that. And, uh, you know, there's little meetups now. There's people like, and there's so many kids in Catholic communities. It's great, man. You know, the kids get to play with each other, you know. So, yeah. Slowly, city-states is where it's going to go because the world is going to go to shit. There is going to be really bad shit coming economically or whatever. But if you're in a little community where you're all growing your own food, you all know each other's names, you all know each other's kids, that's going to survive so my my next advice would be if you can, get out of big cities you know yes. I mean, I'm, I'm the first that needs to get the fuck out of are gonna be London you know but um, that's gonna be like fucking zombie town, but you know, I'm pretty good with an axe, so I reckon I can make my way to a boat <laughs> yeah, be fine, right? <laughs> in, in true zombie fighting stuff, but yeah, get out get out of the big cities, go to a little village somewhere, buy yourself a little piece of land or work your ass off in a city quickly, and then buy a little piece it doesn't have to be perfect, you know. Find the right person. Go move in the fucking boondocks. And, you know, it's better for you to go out in the middle of nowhere and you will find a more decent girl out there. You know, some some little hottie redneck that lives in the boondocks and doesn't even have TV because she's too busy fishing. That chick's going to be good. You know, the, the one that's gone to university and has three degrees and 150 IQ and she's talking about the oppression of of women
0: women's pay <laughs>
1: just fucking move on you know of course but uh, yeah, and I don't know. Look, if there's anything else you, you want me to do or say whatever, I'm going to put links to your uh, to this talk. And um, you. when you just send me a link, I'll, I'll put it on my next video when I do it.
0: Yeah, I'm just trying to establish relationships with other communities. I'm trying to, uh, there's a landmass. I'm on the West Coast. You guys message me 30 miles from where I'm from. And since I've been going, me and my wife have fully submitted to each other. My children are flourishing. I have two boys and two girls. I'm trying to have another son. So That is awesome it's amazing (laughs) everything is cool
1: and you're young and you've already got four kids well done man you know i'm I'm catching up i'm in my 50s but i'm still shooting not blanks so (laughs) in fact i gotta watch out because i think if we don't uh you know we might have another one coming soon so
0: (laughs) keep on going brother all right we're gonna wrap it up here thank you for stopping by
1: thank you they're very kind of you i'm sorry i talked too much but oh how i am Much appreciated, brother. God bless and you have a great day. Thank you, you too. Good night.